Hello and welcome to a movie, movie, I mean, maybe more like music of the year, Ew. 1982, because tonight on this very important movie show, on this very important movie podcast, we're not talking about movies at all. Well, we might talk about like Rocky, but for the most part, we're talking about the music of 1982. My name is Ryan. I will be your host for tonight. With me as always is Mike. Hello. Music. And Greg, we got something for your ears. And do me a favor, put us back on one times. Can't listen to this one one and a half, Ryan. No. Can't listen to this one two no, times. No, yeah, you got to listen to the tune, so it's a one-time type of affair. <laughs> one here. time for the one time. Yeah. Uh, Next week, right back up to three times. <laughs> we are going to make a mixtape of the music of 1982. Some of you call this a playlist at this point. Yeah. The three of us Ew. are going to take turns and we're going to build this together in front of our live studio audience. Woo! Yeah, we're real and we love it. Greg especially. They're so loud Smell and annoying. Smell my tits! Yeah, the, gr- the Greg heads really come out. Uh, and if Mike's mom can stop screaming that stuff out, that would be great. Uh, um, so how do you make a mixtape together? Well, first of all, you have to have friends. Yeah. And I do. And parasocially, we're your friends. America. Ooh, for you. You can have a turn, audience. Just shout out when you want us to put a song in and pretend it's there. Uh, we're going to go in a sort of draft-like order. Greg's going to start, then me, then Mike. Uh, the rules are simple. You can only suggest songs from 1982. That feels like the simplest rule. Also, but what if I don't want to? You got to follow these rules. I know that you hate rules, Mike. But just for tonight, on a, this special one-time, one-time, you have to follow <laughs> the rules. All right. But I'm putting on Bowling for Soup's 1985. The second rule is, of course, that an artist can only appear once. One Sorry, time. Duran Duran. But even though you had, what, 18, 19 classic songs of this year? Yes. Uh, just one Duran Duran song can go on, which means if Mike picks one, Greg and I are fucked. Now, what if two artists came out with the same song? Can that happen you know what that yeah we can do that are you sure it's not just the same name for nope. two very different songs i don't think so we'll find out <laughs> we will find out of course if you break the rules you will pay the cost of being screamed at by the oh, other two panelists so loud um in general guys when you were you put a blanket down mm-hmm. on the hill behind your house you lay down, you stared at the sun, eyes wide open, and mm. you thought, what are the best songs of 1982? What came to your... Not the names of the songs. <laughs> oh, my God. It's oh, not time shit. for that. But that tricky bastard. 1982, music in general. We did a music Rushmore. I believe Michael Jackson mm-hmm. made that one. Um, wh- how is the music of 1982? How does it hit you? Elect- Pretty boss. Electronic sounds. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. The, 82 is one of these years where the surface... The very first things you look up when you Google 1982, that's the dross. Get rid of that. You don't need that. Right below those, don't look like the Billboard Top 100. Those are the Top 100 booty songs you don't need to worry about. It, but under that, a great layer of delicious songs, I think. Is that the I case think for everybody? Some of those Top 100 are good. Some of them are I good. Think- some of them are good. A lot of them are the wrong songs, though. They're like the right artists, but the wrong songs. Right. Yeah. So some. They, yeah. There's definitely like this is when alt was like bleeding into the mainstream in interesting ways. Yeah. I think that there are hidden gems in 1982, and it's just not the stuff that's always most apparent. I think we kind of always find that, don't we? That like the most popular songs in the time don't necessarily age the best. Do you guys like the? I mean. 
I know that it went through a phase where people really hated on it, but the whole that's not a real instrument. Does that still bother you? Or are you into that? No, I love I love like electronic music and the synthesizers yeah. and the the bleeps and the bloops. That's like that's where I feel comfortable. Our podcast publicly celebrates 100 gecks, so I don't think we're allowed to say we don't like bleep blorps. A lot of people say 99 gecks. That's enough. Not not us. Not no, 99 gecks. All one hundo. Is there going to be more 100 gecks music? I feel like as soon as they got really popular, they were like, eh, we're done. I'll, as a fan of that 1,000 gecks, I'd, I'd be totally fine if they were done. That's I'm going to see them at the end of the summer. Oh, yeah? Are you really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Outside of you heard it here first, folks. You stupid piss baby. Breaking I'm going to count news. all of them. I sometimes, with a lot of these top 100 songs, maybe the ones that Mike likes but Greg hates, find them to be a little monotonous. I, It's like uh, 30 seconds of a good song. Yeah. And then you have a lot more of that song to go. Hopefully none of those songs get put on this mixtape. And if they are, I will say that Be a that's bad. Little piss baby about it. Yeah. I was thinking about this because um, a lot of artists now complain about like TikTok. And they're like, there has to be that like one like 15 second part that's so good. Hasn't that been music forever though? Like hasn't music always have to be reduced to like what can be played quickly on the radio and not even like as a song, but as like a promo for the radio station. <laughs> and so isn't it always being shrunk down to just like in essence? And sure, you can have that 15 second part, but shouldn't there be more to the song than just that? Yeah, dude, I think no. you're going to want I'm a I'm a Pink Floyd guy, so I'm going to want like a song that's like 13 minutes long. I want to forget that I'm listening to music. That's how long the song is. That is the rule of the closing track of every album, especially here tonight. Mike, you're in charge of the closer, so 13 minutes minimum. Minimum. But minimum. Greg has the opener, so let's take a break. And when we come back, Greg is going to kick off this mixtape. Greg. Ryan. There are no songs on this mixtape yet. No. We have the ability to move songs around when we pick. Yes. Except for this, motherfucker. This is locked in at the first one. This is me putting my foot down. What's it going to be? I want something that builds a little bit. Something that sounds like 1982, but still sounds timeless. I would prefer if it had the words 1982 in the lyrics. I'm not sure about that part. But Kim Wilde who I know from literally nothing else has a song called kids in America. And it has the sound of 82. It's got the build. I think it's big enough to be our intro. I think it's exciting. It's not necessarily the first song you think of with 1982, but it represents 1982 very effectively, I think. And I think it's, it it serves as the right temperature for our opener. Like, I love that. Yes. Down below the cars in the city go rushing by. I sit here alone and I wonder why. Friday night and everyone's home. I can feel the heat, but it's soothing heading down. I search for the beat in this steady town. Are we the kids in America currently? Whoa. Yeah, and yeah. that's the thing. That this is who she's singing about, and it's like you know, are are we okay? Did we turn out all right? Now we're forty. God, and what a fucking artist name! Like she goes in, producers like, "What's your name, Kim?" They're like, "What?" Kind of tame. Uh, wild. Oh, oh give her a contract. Uh, I think it's just a fun, energetic song, and it's kicking us off right. And I think it says like. 
this is not the most basic a playlist could mm. be. There's a little bit of thought went into this. And it reminds you of Jimmy Neutron, if there are people younger than us and are into that, because I think that was in all the trailers for Jimmy Neutron, the movie. There you go. People younger than us. You know what? We're in favor of that. This is for this. I think it's good. Too. There should be people younger than me. Everybody in 82 old. was looking out dirty old windows, and I like that this represents that. Yes. Dude, those windows were so fucking dirty. They're when disgusting. did they invent Windex? 1983? Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. <laughs> they looked around, and they went, no more. We need Windexy's Midnight Runner in this place. Towards the end of uh, <laughs> Kids in America, you can feel Kim Wilde just laughing laughing at her popularity. Is that the most iconic laugh there at the end of her song? Or is there one more iconic? Wait, hold on. There. Now, Duran Duran obviously has to make this list somewhere. I got so nervous about you guys stealing them because I said in the intro that I was going to steal them, so I yeah. take it. Uh, it's also important to point out Duran Duran's, the, the cover for this album called Rio. Uh, we're doing Hungry Like the Wolf, yes. but the cover for Rio uh, is just, it's so painfully 1982. Very salon. It's, and, it's yeah, I was going to say it's what's on every salon. you saw in <laughs> manicure, like nail salons. I don't know who this artist is, but goddamn, did they make some money in the 80s. <laughs> every like uh, nail salon and hair salon in Queens in the eighties, nineties, and even into the early aughts, had these all over their walls. Like otherwise, they were not a good place to go to. Also, you, I think they only made so many, and once you went under, you had to take them to a different salon because they all looked so old and dirty even back then. <laughs> the Did dirty you windows. To, those are the dirty windows. The windows into the soul. The painted soul. <laughs> Did you guys ever go into anybody's houses who had those framed on the wall <laughs> no, and no. you tried to figure out if they were? Really fancy or real dirt bags? Or fucking aliens? <laughs> Look at our human paintings. Uh, I, this is a great song. I think this is this is the Duran Duran to bop to on yeah. this one. I think this is a good choice. I like Rio, but Hungry Like Some Wolf kicks ass. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Hungry Like Some Wolf. <laughs> All right, Mike. You can go in between Kim and Duran, Mr. Wild, Ms. Wild and Mr. Duran, or you can go after the two. No, I I think the the buildup is good, and we're gonna we're gonna get a, a an artist who thinks they are edgier than they are, which I'm always a fan of. Uh, his his style is definitely lifted from the underground, but he is uh, pop to boot. Uh, I'm gonna go with Billy Idol's White Wedding. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, it is growly pop, which I don't think I knew existed before Billy Idol. Uh, but it's still. It, is the song problematic? Who knows? Is he trying to control his sister? Who knows? Is it his Lizzo sister? Is that a term of weird, gross endearment? <laughs> it's uh, less problematic than Rock the Cradle of Love. Or China Girl? Man. Yeah, well, we're not going to do that. But it's delightful. It bops. It wouldn't be representative 82 not to have him. Yeah. Probably a premier poser, like one of the biggest posers of all time. Yeah, that right? fucking sneer. Like yeah. He's in the goddamn Sex Pistols. Shut up, Billy Idol. Has Billy Idol been replaced by Billy Eilish as the most important Billy I something <laughs> artist? I think. <laughs> Finally, we got that handled. They're going to go on tour together soon, I've heard. The Billy I tour. You know, I like this song, but if somebody sings this in karaoke, get out of there. Yeah. Don't hang out with that 
in that situation anymore. I do think, Ryan, and Mike, this is not, no offense to you, but I Ouch. do think this is one of the, like, where you're taking the top 40 and you're giving it a little bit too much weight. You know, I think there's some better, deeper cuts. Oh, fuck. We should have just gave Greg every turn on this. <laughs> I guess we should have. I guess I should have not sat on my deep cuts and pissed everybody off right away. You it's son a, of a bitch. It's a real dand if you do, dand if you don't situation on yes. mixtape. Yes. That's just how it is. That's how we do it. Well, Greg, you can go right after Kim Wilde if you want. Okay, let's see. Do we want to keep it Greg up top? Do we want to keep it Greg 100 as the kid? Is that what you say? tell your barber? Yes, keep just it keep it Greg up top. Let me just <laughs> let it go. Let it go neat. All right, I'm going to say we should do maybe the best song of all time, and we should have it be second. Billie Jean by one Michael Jackson. Oh, good. Really some deep cuts here. Yeah, that, no, this yeah, is what yeah. I'm talking about. After you said that shit. With the deep cuts. Have you guys heard of this? Michael Jackson? No, should we look into his history? do that i'd maybe just look at his music catalog maybe not man in the mirror though did you ever think about doing thriller or is that too on the nose for you and you had to go to that like this is the real b-side that only real fans know also ebony and ivory was from 1982 i know i tried to pitch uh, stevie wonder and get him on the, the mountain and then when it came time to say why i was like because of ebony and ivory <laughs> and that did not help my case at all uh, I just think this is the best song ever. I've just always liked it the most of any of his songs. Thriller is cool, um, and it's certainly not a, trying to be a hipster on, on this album, but I just, I don't know. I've always liked the beat. I've always liked the way his voice sounds specifically. It's about having sex with an adult woman. It just feels right. <laughs> I love know? songs that are about that. <laughs> it is like in an almost Max Martin way, almost a mathematically perfect song. Like, mm-hmm. just yeah, the the drums plus the bass plus the everything together is uh, pretty flawless. Uh, despite what, what did he do? He hung out with Woody Allen. I can't remember. Yeah, he hung out with Woody Allen too much. Too much. Too is there any much. such thing? Uh, okay, so let's go after Billy Idol, um, and let's keep the dance party going with a little song I like to call this. What do other people call it? Yeah. The aforementioned. Yeah. Dexie's Midnight Runners. Oh shit, something's wrong with the recording. I don't know what's happening. Uh oh! Definitive version. Wait, nineteen eighty two, this is what real music sounds like. I figured out while we were researching this that because nineteen eighty two is the year that Come on Eileen came out by Dexy's Midnight Runner, and because in the Simpsons episode where they're in the the barbershop quartet called the B Sharps, uh, who he beats to win the Grammy is Dexy's Midnight Runner, meaning that episode takes place in nineteen eighty two, meaning the song from that episode. Baby on board should be eligible to be on our mixtape. <laughs> Are you gonna pick it? That, that's yeah, that feels like the argument about? you make as you're <laughs> pitching it. And you know, in the key of Springfield is on Spotify. We could do it right now. I uh, I 
Look, Say Ferris has come on Eileen is the single best song of all time. I think that Dexie's Midnight Runners version, if you even want to call it a version, also pretty good. Uh, is in the top thousand songs of nineteen eighty two, and I'm glad to see it here. <laughs> I'm glad to see that it has made it onto the list. It's a fun song. Um, it's a little. It's become associated with Boston because of the the Red Sox. I think because because uh, they so love to say "tura lura." Yeah, so that's Boston. always a little unfortunate. I feel like when they yeah. say "come on, Eileen," though, they're saying it in a different way yeah, than we. Crazy. Well, when you read the lyrics of the song, it's like, wait, are you saying the most gross thing you possibly could hear? Couldn't there, shouldn't there be a comma in there? I mean, like, let's eat grandma or let's eat grandma. Am I right? Right. Let's eat grandma out. I like to do it like in the not the gross Bostonian way, but in, like the Jersey way. Like, come on, Eileen, let me see my <laughs> kids on. one week. Let me back in the house, Eileen. <laughs> stop yelling down there! You stop yelling. Eileen, Talking to my wife. Eileen is the perfect name of some woman who will not let you see your kids. The most East Coast thing that could ever happen is two people shouting at each other on the street, and then a third person shouting at those two people <laughs> to stop shouting. Well, that's the only that way only happens on the East Coast. The only way to bring those two crazy kids together is to give them a common enemy. And so you as the neighbor jumping on the hand grenade. As somebody who lives on the West Coast, I have literally never opened a window and yeah. stuck my head out it to do anything. Right? Literally not. I have screens. I have, like... It's yeah. just not a thing that we do. Yeah. And, like, you actually hang your whole head out. And you're like, I'm going to come down there and scream at both of your faces. And they're like, you come down here and I'll fucking get you with my shoe. You fucking tell fucking Eileen to let me see my fucking kids. And then I'll I'm fucking shut the fuck to up. sleep. <laughs> you sleep when you're dead. Is <laughs> that a Guys, we got to get some windows. Hats party? for sale. Hats for sale. I know I say this a lot, but I have to ask again. Was that situation the original podcast? <laughs> <laughs> People just shout at each other. If you go to Universal Studios uh, Hollywood, they have a street that is meant to be like a street in Queens. And a lady with a microphone hangs her head out the window and she like talks to everybody who goes <laughs> by. And she talks with like the most West Coast version of an East Coast accent. More more like of a parody than the ones we were just doing. <laughs> oh, hi, everybody. <laughs> Like she's oh, some sort of mayor of East Town, like some sort of mayor of East Town. God, whose pick is it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's my turn, but I was just being polite, and letting the host. Mike, I don't want down. you to record. That's not a very East Coast thing <laughs> to do, Mike. I don't want Be you polite. to uh, say this pick into your microphone, your recorded mic. I want you to open up that window, and I want you to scream out your pick. Yeah. Hey! What? When do you want this to? Where do you want this song to go? Uh, I think because this is now Save Ferris's Come on, Eileen. Uh, it like, is not, Mike. Don't fucking fuck with this shit. You yes, fucking, it is. You fucking stop fucking doing that. Then you, over you're forever. the one who shifted in the middle of the song, so I just put what I heard. It's now Save Ferris. Come on, Eileen. You two, shut up grab, over there. Okay. Oh, you make a shut up. Greg is trying come to sleep. Come over here. I kiss you on the mouth. I have put on a nightcap, and I am trying to sleep. Nope, not make uh, me come down there and hit you with a big pizza pie. Canonically, <laughs> this is now Say Ferris is coming, Eileen. And everybody knows it. They know how we roll. So I'm going to take that edge and go even harder. Uh, a little album called Milo Goes to College came out in 1982. And from Say Ferris is coming, Eileen, right to Suburban Home, which I think is their best song uh, by the Descendants. Uh, I first actually heard it. There was a Descendants uh, like cover album and Saves the Day did it. I was like, this is fun. And I heard the original. I was like, this is better.
The song is one minute and 40 seconds. Now That's my, rad. That's yeah, your best pick so far. Milo is different than Fido Dido, who sold Sprite in the 90s. Man, right? we love yeah. to drink Sprite because of that Fido guy, Dido right? drank Sprite and sang with Eminem. Remember how the red spot would try to get you to drink 7-Up? But Fuck it was like, you, no dude. way, get out of here. You I'm with Fido Dido. Me, Fido Dido. And I want Sprite. Don't trust any red mascot. Avoid Seriously, the Noid. Dude. <laughs> avoid the 7-Up, even though the 7-Up was the one with the video game. I think, honestly... Fido Dido had a goddamn video game. I'm going to be straight I don't up. remember that. I think we should confront the Noid. Right? <laughs> I mean, he's We've been fucking, avoiding the Noid for too long. He's fu- been fucking with our pizzas. We avoided him. He disappeared, and then he came back. It's time to just be like, get out of here, dude. Like, we're over it. Like, get th- out of here. This is why I'm so tired of Greg Mike. Like, all common sense says to avoid the Noid. <laughs> and what does he want to go and do? I, he wants to I'm scream different. the Noid. I'm, I guess I'm built different. Okay, because when I see the Noid, I'm like, you get at it. I grab my broom, and I start running right at him, protecting my pizza, sort of like like shielding it with my body mass. <laughs> Screaming that your name is Fido Dido. I'm Fido Dido. Get <laughs> away Fido from Dido my Domino's now. pizza. All right, let's do a check-in real quick. Right with now, the show. We're <laughs> the show we're let's doing. try to remember that we're on a show. <laughs> All right, we're, we're kicking it off, as we always will be, with Kim Wilde's Kids in America. We go right there. Right. From Greg to Greg with Michael Jackson's Billy Jackson. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> fucking Don Pardo with the cue card. It's really <laughs> fucking things up. Uh, that's followed by Duran Duran's Hungry Like Some Wolf, Billy Idol's White Wedding, Dexie's Midnight Runner's Come On Eileen, and the, Des- the Descendant's Suburban Home. Uh, when we come back, the rest of the show. Greg, you have so many places to put I do. your song. This oh, is okay, yeah. Uh, I, this is a, I don't know. Like, do you need some time to think about this? I do not need any time do, to think about do it. Do you need Ryan. to be skipped? And me and Mike will go. I inside. do not yeah. need. We I go do, twice. I do not need to be skipped, Ryan. We're also missing from this mixtape so far that awkward time where we don't say this, but what happens is like this is where we put our black artists. So oh, I don't yeah. know if you're ready for that part yet. But Greg, it's your turn. Where do you want this song to go? Well, thank you for that introduction, Ryan. It's great to play right <laughs> off of that. Yes, and here I go. Uh, so I'm going to put it all the way at the end, after The Descendants. And when I think of 1982, I look at this list and I see, how is the love? How's the love going? And honestly, at this point, it's tainted. Um, 1982 speaks only of tainted love. And our list will definitely bear that out. This song just got a great sound by Soft Cell. Um, C-E-L-L. So that's kind of funny. Sometimes now, I feel I've got to hey, there. Run away, Do you want the long version or the radio cut version? Do you want his little sing-song breakdown in the middle? Oh, I don't want... I want the. Ra- I definitely want the radio version. Oh, I'm not man. such a big soft sell fan that I'm like, oh, oh yeah, his, I gotta get... Where does the love go in the middle of it? It's so fun. Yeah, okay, then that version, Mike. Since you have such a strong take, that's fine with me. <laughs> if it's good. I thought you were saying, like, the, the long version's bad. No, like, it's well, fine. I'm not so committed to it. There's also yeah. a Marilyn Man- uh, Manson cover. Unfortunately, we've lost that forever because he's an abusive prick. Man, it's always uh, it's always sad when it's someone that mattered to you when you were in high school, which Marilyn Manson did. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, I think of things he said in interviews and stuff, and it's like, Oh, yeah, he was kind of, like, out loud about being a really shitty person. All the interviews were about how he was abusive and terrible, and I thought it was, like, part of his personality. Part of the shtick. I I hate that my conservative parents were right about one of the people they told me to stop listening to. (laughs) Yeah. But admittedly, you did not go out and shoot a bunch of people. 
because you listened to the hymn. No, but I do think his attitude infected a strand of a strand of dorky, especially males, and it was like you're superior because you're a dork, and that w- was really the words of an abuser who who acted that way. You know what it is? Oh God! It as you can tell somebody would listen to Marilyn Manson if they grew up, you know, 20 years ago. Do you guys see like uh, on Reddit or Twitter incel pickup lines? Oh yeah. The how do you open shit? Yeah. How do you open with this? You know, if you see this girl standing there, just horrifying. And it's like, the answer is always the same. I go, humana, 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 (laughs) right? I pull the collar of my shirt out. I let the gout of steam come out. And then I just go, sup. I do a little nod. Yeah, in reality, it's uh, I run. I stand there for two seconds. I run back to Greg and Mike. I cry yeah. until they can officially convince me that next time it'll happen for me. But I bring my wife up so quickly <laughs> that it's disarming to them, and then they're like, "Wait, why? Why did he bring his? Why did you bring your wife up? So you were checking me out? Yeah, but I'm the checker at the grocery store. <laughs> Still, all right. It's time to fucking do this party. Touching right. all my groceries, Ryan. I like this Tainted Love into this because Tainted Love is a still playing song. <laughs> you have to appreciate thing that about it. About Soft Cell's Tainted Love is that it will continue to play. Uh, but it's time to fucking finally kick this party off. I think we have enough runway. And guys, it's time to get into our spaceships and go to a little planet. Yeah. This is Africa Bombada. This is Planet Rock. Now, what we haven't talked about so far tonight is the remnants of the 70s on... Because 1982 is so close to the 70s. 1972. I feel like a lot of our songs so far feel very 80s. Let's let's end that. Let's end that shit. end that. Let's... Let's get some funk up in here. And this this does have some 80s leanings, right? Like, yeah. it's a little more synthy. But also, it's like, here's a whole bunch of stuff that's coming over the next couple decades. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's very predictive. This is cool. I don't think I've ever heard this before. Yeah, he's one of those artists that everybody points to, like early hip hop. Or like in Africa, Babata was doing it as a kid. You're like, someday I'll look that up. And, and then <laughs> ten years later, when you finally do, you're like, oh shit, this is so good. And after he sort of, you know, after his career was sort of over, maybe ten years or so went by, and then he was featured in ten songs a year because of that oh, thing really? that you're talking about, Mike. Yeah, like everyone. That's sort of why rap is awesome, is because you can say like, uh, I wanted to feature you and you, and yeah. let's fucking call Africa Babata and see what happens. What yeah. if, can we do that and just see if he'll feature on our podcast? Sure. I think he comes with a big crew. So Ah, we can accommodate our palatial yeah. Burbank Green. studio. Yeah, that's true. They can have Man. the front two rows. They can have all the close parking spots if they want. All right, Mike. Where are we going? We are going to go in I don't like when somebody has a, a block to their own. Oh, yeah. Fuck that shit up. Be the destroyer to that submarine. I'm going to go right between Kim Wilde and Michael Jackson. And uh, I can't believe we've waited this long and this artist is still out here. But it is time for Prince. And we're going to ride around in a little red Corvette. Corvette. Great choice, Mike. Honestly, this was my next choice, Mike. And you put it right where I was going to put it. Damn Ah. it. 
Somehow ah. I won, but I lost. It's so awesome. I didn't like Prince until kind of later in yeah. my life. Until New Girl told you it was okay. <laughs> Honestly, my wife was like, Prince is the hottest person alive. And I was like, second because of me. And she was like, well, no, you're not even <laughs> after Prince. But uh, the pure sexuality of Prince comes across in this song. Yeah, a little red Corvette might not even be about a car. I don't know. I haven't thought about it that much. Probably best not to. I think it's like she's like a little red Corvette. It's like a little, little sporty, little sporty member. It it sucks growing up when we did uh, in the eighties, nineties. If you grew up in suburbia, your pants are just like this guy wears purple and his name is the symbol now. And you're just like, yeah, yeah I guess that's dorky. And then later you're like, fuck you guys. Listen to your lame ass music. Yeah, I wish I knew he was sexy when when I was yeah. younger, because then I could have like had cool fashion sense. So and many maybe things that are sexy. Made me interesting. Yeah, and then uh, I I mean like I do think that sort of speaks to the undeniability of Prince is that you will find him or he will find mm-hmm. you, and it might not be you know when you're you know sixteen through twenty two if those are the ages that like your music sets in forever, but eventually you will get to your Prince phase, and that phase will last to the end of your life. I mean, do you remember like when? All you thought of him was, you know, what Mike's parents said about him. And then you find out he's the single greatest guitar player of all time. Yeah. And he had that show where he threw, like, he took the guitar off the strap and threw it in the air and it never came back down. (laughs) (laughs) Because he is of the angels. (laughs) He's so fun. I can't, I can't believe, I can't believe you're gone, Prince. We miss you. Gone because Mike picked him? Yep. Because nobody (laughs) else gone from this show. Gone, but not forgotten. Uh, all right, Greg. All right, Ryan. You are up. Make it count. So I was going to pick Little Red Corvette. This is your second to last song. By Prince. So instead, what was big in the 80s? Jogging. What was even <laughs> bigger than singing about or about jogging? Singing about jogging. <laughs> the song... <laughs> Shut up, Mike. The song <laughs> is I Ran. The band is flock of seagulls and i let's see where am i gonna i want to put it right before hungry like some wolf and this is i just want to make sure i'm remembering correctly who was saying fuck the top 40 that's not what we want to do that was was that you greg or that was me yeah which is why i picked seldom i mean i know you think flock of seagulls is the biggest band of all time mike but a lot of people based on his hairdo <laughs> yeah, you guys didn't know me. We we legit we met right before or right after I got rid of my flock of seagulls hair. No, I've seen pictures from that time. They're <laughs> so upsetting, man. We met you at a good time because if we had met you too early, like they would you definitely would not have gotten along with the group. Yeah, you guys would have beaten me up a lot. Yeah, you had that emo, like yeah, swoopy. I have to say, classic eighties song. But this song is Grand Theft Autos now. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it comes from the Grand Theft Auto that took place in the 80s. That is a good coincidence. And so much of my understanding of the 80s is informed, seriously, by Grand Theft Auto (laughs) Vice City. (laughs) Like, it it had a lot to do with my formation, my understanding. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Auto Vice City is the game that taught me that the cops are just a gang. Uh Right? That's true. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And that video game is what taught me that. Everybody in the 80s was just stealing choppers. That's why I love these pastiches of, like, I mean, that... That video game just included everything that they thought was cool in the 80s. Yeah. Everybody has, like, uh, 
pink blazers that where they roll the arms up. Uh-huh. And yes. so now in my head, that is literally every person in the 80s going into work. You've got to roll up your sleeves and your pink blazer. The great thing about those games is they're made by non-Americans. So it's just the way America comes yeah. off to the rest uh-huh. of the world. <laughs> All of us mic trucks. <laughs> yeah, just Have firing you- guns constantly. Have you guys seen those pictures going around right now of uh, Europeans cosplaying as Ohioans? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, delightful. dude. They do a good job, too. All right, Mike. I'm going to go after Africa Bombada. And it's not just the best rap song of all time, but it's also not the first. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I, like, I like knowing these facts about it. These are the footnotes for the song. Now, this is a seven-minute song, but in order to get all of the message of yeah. the song, the message, do you need to listen to all seven minutes? Oh, yeah, for sure. Twice. Now, if you don't know this song, you sort of do. Just because if you pick this apart piece by piece, there's so many aspects of it that became iconic. I think like even this beat and this, like, that's there. But so, so many of his easy. lyrics, too, um, that he's uh, at the edge, the way that he raps. like yeah. the, the whole, I mean... It's called The Message, which is a little on the nose, but how it created sort of message rapping, and we're not just fucking around, Sugar Hill Gang. We're not just all, like, talking about how our parents made bad leftovers or whatever the fuck they were rapping about. Grandmaster Class is out there. It wasn't that they were leftovers, Ryan. It is a fresh meal, and still did the chicken taste like wood. (laughs) I like how if uh, nowadays, if... um what happened to him happened to modern artists. They sue the pants off everybody. But literally, everybody came through and like took a little bit of this song. And they're like, man, this would be great in a different song that I'm making up. <laughs> I really am glad we moved past this version of rapping, though. What? The, a sing like this and a sing like that. A white person's dad will still rap like this, even though rap hasn't sounded like this in 40 years. I would love to hear a white person's dad try to do fucking Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I still think you can feel... I know that it sounds old, but... I went through the phase where I was like, fuck that old shit. And now I'm in the phase where like, man, this, I, I get it. I see all this right now. It's very clean sounding, mm. too. Like all the effects. I don't know. They're not like so overly produced. It's got a great, great finish to it. But it doesn't sound like a mixtape. Yeah. Like, mm. I don't know. This is, I, I, I do think that this is like a pillar. Like rap would not be the same as it is today without this song. That doesn't mean that it's good to listen to necessarily, but. I also think that it is a fun song. There's not a shorter version, so all seven minutes will be here, but... Heck yeah. Sorry about that. But now you get to just think about it a little harder. Why don't you fucking sit down and think about something? I got bad news for you. You're going to have to do a little thinking. Sorry. I know that doesn't gel with your TikTok fucking dance around like an idiot (laughs) shit. Why don't you open up a window and think about something? Dude, how about sitting down, opening up a book... And thinking about <laughs> something, Ryan. Don't look at the book. Look out the window and think about something. Maybe the book. <laughs> Maybe the book that you're not reading. <laughs> right, Why aren't you reading it? There's 19 pieces of incredible advice right there. <laughs> uh, Mike, why don't you give us a song instead? Open sure. Window, open book. Uh, I'm going to bridge between uh, Billy Idol and, say, Ferris. And I think we would be remiss if we ignored this band and it's uh, I often think about this every time I show up to a party is should I just stay here or should I go right now? 
Yes. And normally I just freeze until somebody forces me out. If I stay, I might get COVID. I fucking love the beginning of this song. The little guitar thingy he did. Should I stay or should I go? If you say that you are mine, I'll be here till the end of time. Now, if I was like Ryan, I would say we should put the MXPX version where the not lead singer sings for once, but I'm not like Ryan and I respect the original. Harsh. You should be more like me and... Just respect MXPX. What an incredible rocked band. Uh, this is Clash's, according to Spotify, number one song by a billion. Yeah, I can see that. Really? Yeah. What, what are my other choices? Rock the Casbah? Anything off London Calling. No, Rock the Casbah is close to number two. So from their 1982, what did Combat Rock, I think, came out in 82? Yeah. But all songs on Combat Rock are worse than all songs on London Calling. Except for Should I Stay, Should I Go. Except for I Should do I hate Stay, Rock the Casbah. Uh, this song has an amazing part at the end where uh, the drums sort of change. Should mm-hmm. I stay or should I? And then, yeah, it gets a little Scotty, which, you know, <laughs> come on. We're going to be in there for that. That's the and part that's where I would lose it on Rock Band. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the hardest drum beat to suddenly switch into that. Oh, man, they have to alternate between the hands and the feet. It would just be like, sorry, everybody, I lost the song for us again right at the end. And if you're playing real drums, like if you're the, cl- the drummer for The Clash, it's fine. You just change with the song. Yeah. But if you're playing rock band, you can see that coming from the yeah. top of the screen. <laughs> oh, and then you start to so panic. Yeah. Just one of the many ways in which real drums are actually a lot easier than rock band I know. drums. Get the fuck one out of here. One of the ways. All right, we're going to take one last break. And when we come back, our final round of songs, including Mike's Closer. Our album starts out with Kim Wilde. Track three is Michael Jackson. Track four is Flock of Seagulls. It's a real chalk Greg block right there. Yes. Is that what we're going back to, Greg? <sighs> I'm not sure. Let's see. Um, I'm going to go. No, because there's like, so much energy there, and I want to bring it down. I want to slow it down a little bit. Do you, are you hearing this shit, Mike? Um, it's so good up front because of all my yeah, songs. Like, well, because so I put much... a lot of. My expertise, my a lot of deep cuts I put up in the front. Uh, and so, okay. But let's see, where do I want this? Okay, I'm going to say in between The Descendants and Soft Cell. Uh, between Suburban Home and Tainted Love. I'm going to do John Cougar Mellicamp's <sighs> Hurt So Good. Oh, God. Okay, that's not the one I thought. Yeah, if you pick Jack and Diane, no, man, okay. that's the grossest song Obviously, of all time. Obviously, that song. I, I have to say, I'm obsessed with the lyric and i know it's not that deep i know it's not deep enough to be obsessed with but sometimes love don't feel like it should i think Ooh. there's a lot of there's Ooh. a lot of wisdom in that and i think that explains a lot of what's wrong with people is that we can fall in love in a situation that's just so bad for us mm-hmm. and maybe it's the amber heard of it all but it just that just i've been very mindful of that line thinking of of how many people get themselves into trouble just because they fall in love with somebody they absolutely shouldn't and it ruins them while they're still stuck in the situation. Is it more poignant than sucking down chili dogs outside <laughs> the Tasty Freeze? No. I mean, Nothing's more poignant than that. I, I know that in this group, we all think of the line sucking down chili dogs <laughs> like basically every day. It's the only way to eat chili dogs.
like that guitar. I just like that sound. Rhythmically, this does sound more normy Duran Duran. Yeah. <laughs> this is definitely my normiest pick, and I know I picked some normies. This is like something my parents would listen to when I was a kid. Do you want less talented Bruce Springsteen? Here's John <laughs> Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I legit don't know where the JCM's JC uh, <laughs> place is in, like, you know, rock history. Like, because I, I think that he does come off to a lot of people as Bruce Minus, right? Yeah. Um, but he had so many hits, but he's not Tom Petty. Tom Petty's no. far more beloved than. Right. But like they seem like they have the same amount of. You know what he reminds me of? This is an analog, Bon Jovi. So low then he's low. Yeah, right, right. But like, but like the name is always around. We're always aware of the music. But when it comes down to it, you just never meet like a a melon head. I mean, I don't even know what they would call that. Now I'm gonna get into him just so I can be a melon head. It's. I would say that you could make a documentary where you would ask somebody our age, and they would be like, I think. Our parents were to him, and then you would cut to our parents, and they would be like, "No, we weren't. No, like, <laughs> who was it? We liked Grandmaster Flash. <laughs> yeah, our parents were pretty. Dead. We were cool. <laughs> our parents would be like, uh, we were into sucking down chili dogs <laughs> outside sucking the tasty down freeze. and I don't like cane. that this square let everybody know what our kink was. <laughs> we are our kids, uh, Alex P. Keatons. <laughs> also, the the name flip flopping, like he was John Mellencamp, and then he was like, not cool enough. John Cougar. Cougar. Camp. Hey, watch out. That's, that's such a, I got drunk and texted my agent something, <laughs> and they just rolled with it. I just realized I could be a JC, and I wanted yeah. to be part of that club. Bob well, why not John Goldway. Christ Mellencamp? <laughs> yeah, Creed really took that from him. All right. Well, he's on the list. I'm excited about it. Uh, Mike, I'm going to, without knowing what your closer is, I'm going to go after Grandmaster Flash. Sweet. And I'm going to start to sort of wind things down. And maybe this is bad for you. And if it is, Don't worry, with the closing worry. song, just move shit around, dude. <laughs> Can I do that? Uh, I don't know. It's our show. The girls aren't here. so It's it's weird to me how much it feels like he can't do that. I know. Like, that yeah. is like a literal like impossibility. Mm. Yeah. Oven and loving, I like it. If you thought that Marvin Gaye was only uh, capable of "Let's Get It On" as the song to just make everybody want to fucking fuck, guys, wait to 1982 and get some sexual healing. Sexual healing, man. I can't tell you how much I believe in the concept of sexual healing. Although I'm not exactly sure what he means by it or what anybody means. And by knowing it, when know to I pitch it, it is important. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude. If somebody's opening up and every grief time. to you, don't be like, "Well, girl, remember how you skinned dirt? your knee? It's time for some sexual healing." <laughs> girl, remember how we're currently at your mother's funeral? Oh man, girl, you've been through a lot of trauma. Sexual healing? <laughs> no. Uh, stop. Now, what did Greg do wrong in that scenario? <laughs> <laughs> It's also important to, uh, and we sort of talked about this with Marilyn Manson, a terrible person, but uh, also all you incels listening, you're not Marvin Gaye. So don't like take notes from his songs and think that you can also pull this off. Just yeah. enjoy the music. Just enjoy the lyrics. You're not Marvin Gaye.
You're I not just Marvin pay to Gaye. have sex with somebody. Yeah, dude. Like, and that's, that's totally honorable. You. Like, just pay money for sex. That's like, what a great exchange. You want sex? They would like money? Just pay money for sex. Here's the thing I hate, money. Here's the thing I love, sex. I will give away the thing I hate right? to get the thing I love. <laughs> Although, <laughs> man, if I was a sex worker, the way that some of these incels talk to people, I would still be like, you know what? Money's not that important. No. <laughs> get the fuck away from me. Yeah. There's a little thing called manners. <laughs> I've heard of it. Uh, well, shit, Greg, do you have any more picks? or? I'm all out of picks. I think I'm all tapped out. Well, guess we're done. Ryan, that was hey, a good one. There's the closer. There's the closer. And here he comes. In the 80s, ninth the, inning. In the 80s, there's there's a gap. Raleigh uh, Silence here. And then the secret song. Uh, this is not going. The minute I knew I had the closer, I knew what it was going to be. Uh it's gonna. It's very different from what's happening now. But uh, I think message-wise, it was on point in 1982, and it's on point now. And it's something we should always remember to say to each other. Uh, Thank you to friends to at shows. Uh, it got the band in Green Room killed. It is uh, my little friends that did Kennedy said Nazi punks fuck off, and we should continue <laughs> to say that forever. That was kind of the theme for today's recording. <laughs> Nazi punks fuck off. I think similar vibes to Marvin Gaye's sexual healing. Honestly, Mike, no shade. This has severe secret song energy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After five and a half minutes of like, okay, yeah, sexual healing, that was a good song. People have to race across the room to turn their stereo oh my down. <laughs> my mother is asleep. <laughs> <laughs> we should not have fucked in this playlist made by movie of the year. Although, if your neighbor opens their window and tells you to turn this down, you know why? They're a fucking Nazi, Nazi punk. punk. Yeah. <laughs> you tell them to fuck off. DK, Mike, did you have a DK patch pinned to any of your clothes as a youth? I did not. Even when I really liked them, I was like, people assume I'm a fucking poser, and I think I am, so I can't do this. <laughs> the ultimate like neuroses of this generation is like, I can't even talk about the things I like because people <laughs> yeah. will not think I like the things I like. And kids these days don't know what that means at all. I, I once I went to this giant uh, punk show in the Inland Empire. It's called Inland Invasion. And everybody from Blink-182 to the Sex Pistols were there. And New Found Glory went up like after the casualties. Bad planning, producer. Uh, and people were just booing them. And he's, they just started heckling it back. He's like, yeah, I got my dead Kennedy shirt at Hot Topic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Let's not drag Hot Topic into it. <laughs> uh, let me just tell you uh, right now. Between the three of us, we are wearing a Menzinger shirt, a Blink-182 shirt, and a Pink Floyd riff D&D shirt. <laughs> we shop at cool. Hot Topic a lot. Also, there's a rainbow on it, and I'm wearing it for pride. Oh, me too. I'm wearing Greg's shirt for pride. Should I take yeah, it off? Too. Thank you, Greg. We're all in <laughs> Greg's shirt. That's the 1982 mixtape. Greg, was that too fucking basic for you? Um, No, uh, it, it, it really reached my very deep tastes. Uh, at least my picks did. Um, deep cuts, such as Flock of Seagulls, I Ran, and Soft Cell's Tainted Love. Well, once they're on the mixtape, they're not just yours. They're ours and They belong to America nice. now. And America, you're welcome. Speaking of- They belong uh, to the kids in America. America. We're Woo-hoo. starting off the mixtape with Kim Wilde's Kids in America, Prince Little Red Corvette, Michael Jackson's Billie Jean, Flock of Seagulls, I Ran, and Duran Duran's Hungry Like the Wolf, Mike. What comes next? 
Next up is Billy Idol's White Wedding, The Clash, Should I Stay or Should I Go, Say Ferris is Coming Eileen, The Descendants' Suburban Home, and then John Cougar Mellencamp's Hurts So Good? Hurts So Good, I think, yeah. Greg, That's, how does it end? Soft Cell with Tainted Love, Africa Bombada with Planet Rock, Grandmaster Flash with The Message, Marvin Gaye with Sexual Healing, and Dead Kennedys on behalf of all of us, Nazi Punks Fuck Off. <laughs> well, fu- 1982, man. Rockin' ass year, I would say. Did it all. A lot of stuff, yeah. Like, honestly, I feel like when you think of the music of 1982, you want to put it in a, in a small box. And I think that this playlist really opens that box up and we see a lot of a lot of different sounds going on in 82. But ultimately, 15 songs about Nazi punks having to fuck off. Having to fuck yes. right yeah. off. Well, that is the show. Mike and Greg, thank you so much for being here. Uh, all 15 of these bands, thank you so much for letting us talk about you like that was awesome for especially the you Jew, john cougar mental camp thanks a lot man. <laughs> man just for you to show up yeah that was really nice just so sorry so we can qu- get couldn't get you on mic just don't have enough sitting quietly I, in the corner yeah i'm not a melon head i'm in the john cougar melon camp which is what i would call it oh. but that's just me oh. uh please stay tuned for the rest of 82's shows because we are going to build up and see what is the single greatest movie of 1982. Subscribe, rate, review. You know what to do. And in the meantime, wait for this playlist. Mike, it's coming out soon. Yeah. And keep if watching they're hearing movies. it, they're listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>